Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Young Persons Radio right here. Our home, Radio Free Brooklyn. Home to this program and many other great programs. I'm talking Point of Order, who is not here today. We'll be filling in for them at 11. This is a special two-hour edition of Young Persons Radio, your Sunday morning comedy program right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. So I, your host, Colby Smith, and a few surprise guests and some callers... We'll be with you until noon this morning. It is 10 a.m. now. We will be with you until noon this morning. We've got a great show for you. We've got a lot of uh, we got a lot of surprises in store. Some special guests calling in, and of course, calls from you at the number 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729. If you want to call in, and I certainly encourage you to do so. We have no guests in the studio for this first hour. We're doing one of our patented uh, Cold Catches Up specials, which we haven't done since January. That's right. So if you want to talk to me <laughs> with maybe a little bit more time to spare than usual, now is the time to do that. That's 904-351-0729. We're covering all of our bases this morning. We're talking NBA Finals. We're talking um, uh, movies that are out. We're talking TV shows that are good. We're talking uh, 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 golf. Probably not talking golf. TBH. Probably not talking golf, but we will be talking about all that stuff and more and whatever you want to call up and talk about. The number is 904-351-0729, 904-351-0729. This is Young Persons Radio. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Colby Smith. And this, my friends, is the intro reel. Speaking very, very short sound bites. So that the next time you do you do a new edit of your intro, I can make it in there. I'm going to do a cut next week that's just you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and don't think I won't. What? NBA basketball. Uh, Homedale, New Jersey. It's hot, hot, fresh bits. What? Cold? I was a Nazi in, uh, in Sound of Music. <laughs> and I had I, I, I had one line, and my one line was, over there! All the wrestlers, you know, call me uh, homophobic names. But they weren't checking bags, really. I had a bunch of little yeah. nips of Maker's Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Meat. Oh, yeah. I love to perform and just share my gifts with, with everyone else. Okay. I think it's because I had all these posters of Creed, and I kept talking about how much I loved Creed. Do you remember what you said to him? Be honest. I, I honestly don't, but I'm sure it was dumb. Okay. I know that song from the Elizabethtown soundtrack. I was in a punk band in yeah. uh, in high school called Rubber Molding. Jimmy Buffett, Ayn Rand. <laughs> the same. <laughs> I like having someone tell me what to do. Oh well, Marta. Why, why don't you like raccoons? I had a bad experience once, too. Anything? Anything. 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 
Follow me on Twitter at <laughs> Throw that in there too. So yeah, I get we'll, more. Well, we'll, do, we'll see what makes the end. You know. Come in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, you know what they say about the fittest? Everybody, welcome to Young Persons Radio. This is your host Colby Smith uh, here for then uh, for the next two hours. Two hours we're here this morning. Usually the show ends at eleven and we're followed by Point of Order, but Point of Order are out today and we are filling in for them. So we've got a special two-hour episode for you in store today. At which point at noon we will be followed by the Brooklyn conversation with Rosie, and then at one p.m. Objection to the rule. Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit, and we have live talk shows and pre-recorded talk shows we've got talk shows all day until 11 p.m this evening and every single base you can imagine is covered even bases you didn't know existed bases you didn't even know you wanted to run through will be covered today so keep that dial tuned to radio free brooklyn at least until noon and then you'll be so hooked on it by then you'll just uh you'll you'll just keep going our number 904-351-0729 that's 904 904-3- Five one zero seven two nine, and let's get some calls today, folks. Seriously, let's—I I swear to God, let's get some calls today. This, this—I—I—I I, I honestly, uh, I usually, you know, flatter my audience, and I'm always just like, "Oh, you guys are the best. You're so good to me." Blah blah blah. These past couple shows, okay? They have—have have they been—have they been the, the greatest thing you've ever heard? Yeah, yeah, of course. But you're not calling in to be a part of them. And look, I understand. Me and uh, me and the guests, we get on this tear, and you're just sitting there, and you're just like, "Man, I could never keep up with these guys. These people, they're 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 the pros. I could never keep up." We want you to join in, okay? We want you to join in, and the way to do that is to call the number nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. Okay? We used to have these people. We used to have a, a weirdos calling all the time. People I didn't. Uh, people I had no idea who they were. People doing weirdo like 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 prank characters and stuff. They'd be calling in constantly. Now now it's now it's nothing. And I know you're still out there. I see the ratings for this thing. They're uh they're, they're higher than ever. The ratings for this show. You kidding me? You can, I, I'm sitting here. I'm I'm sitting on this uh this this outpouring of support. Every week, it's like I, I could give listeners away to these other shows. I could give them away. But, but, but that's not how it works, right? You guys, you can't get enough of this thing. You can't get enough of it, but for some reason, you're sitting there, you're right, on your, you're right by your phone, and you're not picking up and you're not dialing. We used to get these folks calling in. We used to get Marta and Margaret every week. We'd get... Every week, thirty minutes of this show would be these two ladies talking about pigeons, and uh, uh, 
and Martha would Marth, Margaret would be talking about her ongoing lawsuit with the city of New York. I don't know if it was with the city of New York. It might have been with uh, with the with other people in the building she was in. Anyway, she lived above this boutique, and they got mad because she was feeding the pigeons, and they said that all the pigeons hanging around was driving away uh, their customers. She lives in Soho, and uh, and she would call in and talk about that. I would, and uh, and then Margaret Marta would call in, and she'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm just hanging out," and then then she'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm actually this cool uh, indie rock person." In addition to being this uh, nutso-pigeon lady. And then I would try to guess. And now it's just, just, just dried up. It's dried up. What I'm trying to say is the, the, the way the road is clear, the way is set, you got a wide open lane for more weirdos to be calling in. Could that be you? Or could you be the new Tim Keck? Could you be the new, you know, you call every week, you've always got a, a fresh take to give on something you're always giving us uh, an update on uh on uh, nba basketball or you know and maybe you maybe you know you call in and you're matt strickland and i do a, a whole uh, uh a whole two minute intro reel just of things you've said on the show just because of some crack you made last week your future is in your hands and the only thing stopping you from molding it into the shape that you want you know, you're like a sculpt. You're like a sculptor of clay right now, and this show is like a, 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 a mold of clay before you. And the only thing stopping you from molding it into this beautiful, beautiful shape that pleases you is your decision not to call. So do call at nine zero four three five one zero seven two nine. And though you know you haven't been calling, but you have been writing to me a lot. The listeners of this show have been writing to me, uh, whether that's through. Our email address at ypr at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Again, that's ypr at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Or through letters in the actual post. I'm looking over right now at the big mailbox we've got here in the studio for uh, me and all the other DJs. And, you know, it, uh, mine's, uh, mine's over. I've got flowers in there. I've got a box of chocolates in there. Uh, i got all kind. I got a, a gift basket. i got some discount codes for... Or me undies, just spilling out of this thing. So I get, I get all these letters, you know. And it, it's, I, I'm a busy guy, you know. I can't, I can't write back to everybody individually. So I, I would like to uh, respond to them now on the air. Uh, and it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of people asking me to do stuff or like appear at places, you know. Uh, uh, so I just want to just clear the air right now, just to save you guys the trouble of uh, of writing to me, and you know. Years a year ago, the New York Landmarks Conservancy, we tried to get them uh, to recognize me as a living landmark, and they wouldn't do it. And then I wanted them to come on the show, and they wouldn't do that either. And uh, they didn't want anything to do with me. But all the rest of you people just like, you can't get enough. You're just like, you're begging me to show up at places. So I just want to set the record straight on all the, these. Are, this is a list of things I am not available to do for you in the future. I am not available to give commencement speeches at your high school or college even if it's Ivy League, and I would say especially if it's Ivy League, because uh, I, I, don't, I don't support these institutions of power. I'm a, I'm a state school man. I'm a state school man. I was carving stuff out on my own over here. And also, these kids are what? They're only like 21 max. Anything I would say would go right over their heads. All right? You can give them advanced degrees all you want, but uh, uh, well, we know who the, who, the, who the egghead is in the room. 
And I don't, and by the way, I don't want any of your honorary degrees. Okay? I want to earn my degrees. Thank you very much. I am not available to throw out the first pitch at any Major League Baseball games, uh, mainly because my ass isn't fat enough to make me look stupid in those uniforms. And as far as I'm concerned, that is required for throwing out the first pitch at these things. Although I would, I would be Mr. Mrs. Met. I'd be Mrs. Met, and then I'd have it be like a, like a some, uh, some like a hot situation, where it's like uh, where Mr. Met is like, Mr. Met falls in love with me. And I'm like, you have to understand, Mr. Met, I'm a man. And he's like, well, nobody's perfect. I'm not available for any ribbon-cutting ceremonies. Uh, if you're opening a, a, a new business uh, in your town or anything like that, I'm not available. Sorry to disappoint everybody, because uh, I don't have a cup big enough to hold those giant scissors after I'm done cutting the ribbon. Similarly, I am not available for any city parades of any kind uh, because I never quite figured out the right way to wave at people. Is it like is it like a floppy, just kind of like my hands flopping around? Is it like a side-to-side thing, or is it like a more restrained, like, cupping motion with the hand like the queen seems to do it? Or this is what I've been doing lately, inexplicably, is just fingers, like sticking my hand up like I'm going to wave and then just kind of waving all my fingers at somebody. You can't see me. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. And uh, I've been, I, I, it's just started happening to me lately. And I, I'm, I'm very confused by, by my own body in that moment. And uh, I just don't want to set myself up on like a float at a parade and then just have to do that for hours because I guarantee you I will, it will, I'll just be worried about the way I'm waving each time. Uh, I am not available to receive the key to any city uh, because, again, those keys are too big to fit in my pocket. Uh, I mean, well, you know, you give me a key to the city, you get me to a ribbon-cutting ceremony, suddenly I'm walking around uh, uh, with a giant set of keys and a giant pair of scissors. And it's like, who is, who is this guy trying to impress? Uh, I'm not available to be interviewed in any newspaper because print's dead, bitch. Um, I'm also not available to be interviewed by any online publications because that's what's killing print and murder is a crime. Uh, I am available to make branded content for major corporations. Uh, but I do cling to the notion that bands can sell out, and I see no reason why those two things are related. Uh, I am not available to go to this year's Marine Corps Ball. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of proposal videos online lately of just, like, soldiers in their gear with, like, a, a, a M16 strapped across their chest and, like, grenades and stuff. They're just, like, standing in a desert. And they're like, hey, this is, uh, this is Corporal uh, John Waters of the uh, 3rd Marine Corps Division. And I'm, I'm out here outside of Kandahar. And I'm making this video uh, to Colby Smith to see if he would go to the uh, Marine Corps uh, Marine Corps ball with me. I've seen a lot of those, uh, and I'm not really I'm not available uh, this year. Uh, and it's not because you know it's it's, it's just uh, I've got plans in November. Uh, also, uh, uh, to be completely honest, the Marine Corps is part of the Navy, and I'm afraid of water, uh, so I can't. I can't go. Um, on that note, I am not available to be the special envoy of the UN High Commissioner for Refugees. Uh, I could never take a job from Angelina Jolie. 
Uh, she already does that, uh, and I have too much respect for her uh, in the movie Taking Lives. Uh, I am not available to be a franchise at Madison Square Garden, uh, where I play a show every month like Billy Joel does. Uh, we had this meeting, this Madison Square Garden people. James Dolan was there. Uh, James Dolan was there, and I said, hey, listen, James, I hate what you're doing with the Knicks, but please, you know what you ought to do, James, is you should quit managing, you should quit owning the Knicks. You should sell the Knicks, all the sports properties at Madison Square Garden, and you should just focus on your music. You should just focus on J.D. in the straight shot. Because uh, I, I, by the way, I have seen J.D. in the straight For those of you who don't know, James Dolan is the owner of Madison Square Garden. He owns the Knicks. He, like, inherited all this garbage from his father. And he's, everybody hates him. He's just the most hated owner. Uh, is he? I mean, maybe maybe uh, our boy Tim Keck can call in and uh, correct me. Is James Dolan the most hated owner in the NBA right now? I think probably. So this guy is James Dolan. Uh, he has this band, this like country rock band called JD and the Straight Shot, uh, uh, and they're so awful. Like, I, all I got to do is say country rock, and you're like, ooh, good. And you're right. I saw them live, not on purpose. I'm like, stop it. Calm down. I saw JD and the Straight Shot live. They were. I went to some. There was like a benefit for uh, pancreatic cancer research. At the Hard Rock Cafe in Times Square. And don't ask me why I was there. I had to go. for It's not important why. So I go. And, uh, you know, there's like free food and drinks and stuff. And then they're like, okay, the show's going to start now. And I turn, there's like a little stage in, the, in there. I'm like, oh, well, what am I, I'm sure we're going to get like, you know, we're going to come out. And it's going to be like, this guy's dressed up like Jimi Hendrix. And he's like... He's like, uh, the view is pretty nice up here from all along the watchtower. And then you, <laughs> and then you get, uh, Prince has kept the view. But instead it was James Dolan and, uh, uh, you know, usually to ingratiate themselves into the crowd, especially if it's a band that nobody really knows, they'll play some covers. Of, like, fun, classic songs everybody knows. Maybe putting a fresh new spin on them to showcase what this particular band brings to the table. But instead, J.D. and the Straight Shot play, um, like, a, <laughs> 40 minutes of original songs. <laughs> and, um, and they're all this relentless. They're just so cliched. It's just like, I'm out here drinking whiskey again. And but then he's also being like a huge sleaze bag on stage. He's just like, "Where's all the single women at?" And no, everybody just leaves him hanging. No one's playing along because it's just like, oh boy. Anyway, so I, I told him that, and he was uh, um, he was he he loved it. He was just like, "Oh, I'm so glad you like us," and all this stuff. Gave me a bunch of records, and he was like, he kept, he kept offering offering me the Billy Joel deal. And I was like, honey, you can afford Billy, but you uh, you can't afford me. And I walked right out of that massage parlor. Uh, I will, you know, I am available to come on your podcast, though. Uh, no matter where you are in the country, no matter what dumb hook your show has, I will come on and we'll talk about, you know, maybe we'll talk about uh, uh, true crime. Uh, I'll just be like, oh, these murders are so gruesome and I'm nice, but I somehow can't stop thinking about them. Why, oh, why, oh, why? Maybe we'll do that. 
I've also, I wanted to just take this moment to announce I've got a new show coming out called A Detailed List of All the Times I've Felt Sad. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of episodes, and none of which, uh, none of which are shorter, uh, shorter than 90 minutes. A detailed list of all the times I've been sad. Please check that out. Caller, you're on the air. Caller. Oh, hello. Hello, hello. Call me Jeff Tweedy. Uh, it's Jeff Tweedy. From Man of the Rock Band, welcome. Oh, yes. Look, I, I, uh, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big, huge fan of yours. I know you are, Colby. You're, you're a white guy in your late 20s. <laughs> okay, fair enough, Jeff. Fair enough, Jeff. I just uh, was, was sitting here listening to your show, and I couldn't help but hear your bash not only my main man, J.D., mm-hmm. but also all of, of country rock, all country rock music. Look, I'm not saying it's all it's all bad. I'm just saying, like, whenever you hear... It's, it's just got to be really good to be good, you know? I mean, I, and I guess I'm a living embodiment of that, but I just, I just, I guess I don't appreciate the sentence. But so, so you know, you know, uh, you're, you're a fan of JD and the straight shot. Well, we brought him on tour in 2016. Oh my God. 50 dates. 50, mostly, uh, 50 dates. <laughs> Fifty days oh, yeah. of JD and the Straight oh, yeah. Shot into Wilco. Well, they opened for it. They got the crowd lubed up. Mostly uh, <laughs> gross. Chicago the thing is, is then, go. Sorry, go ahead. No, you tell me what the thing is. Colby. I was gonna say the thing is, is I'm sure that James Dolan loves that you described it that way of getting the crowd lubed up. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what that's, we did. That's the guy I got the phrase from. Oh my god. Yeah. He told me i was like you guys want to come open up for us and he was like jeff i gotta tell you the opening band is like the mayonnaise on the concert sandwich uh-huh. it gets everything all sticky icky and ready to go Ugh. no i thought it was really good it's actually uh it's it's gonna be in my next album the, the next wilco album is called the mayonnaise of the concert sandwich oh <laughs> So how did you guys that's meet? That's a uh, leak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, would you say that's a, a young person's radio exclusive? Absolutely, I would say that. Wow. Now, I need you better call up NME and uh, <laughs> Brooklyn Vegan. Uh, tell them you got a scoop. Does NME still exist? Oh, sure. Okay. If you ever go over to Foggy London Town, mm-hmm. open up a sit down in the subway. What do you call it the tube? The tube, there. yeah, like the tube. Down under their tube bench. Yeah. And you're like, what am I sitting on? And it's a piece of paper, and the paper is, it's NME. <laughs> and they're like, uh, Ra Ra Riot made another album still. Uh-huh. They're still doing it. Uh, <laughs> Ra Riot. Details inside. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of Ra Ra Riot stuff in there. Mm, in NME. Do you get? Do you get? Uh, do you read paper magazines still, Jeff? Oh, absolutely. Uh huh. I get a lot of dental work done, so I'm uh, always killing a lot of time. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you're so because your teeth are so bad, you're always in the waiting room at the dentist office, and it's like, oh, I'll just check out this uh, this Vogue. Well, I don't read Vogue, but yeah, highlights highlights for kids. Uh, Whatever they got in there. 
<laughs> yeah, mainly mainly the highlights magazine. Hey, Jeff, can I ask you a question? Sure, Cole. Am I remembering correctly that Wilco put out an album a couple years ago just called Star Wars? I think so. <laughs> that sounds Was... like what we do. The thing is, Cole, we, after you make uh, the greatest album of 2004, a perfect 10 on Pitchfork, uh, one of those, you know, just kind of like groovy, funky, <laughs> inwardly directed. I have music. to say, I have to say, Jeff. Before before you go on, you don't talk at all like I expect. Like you're talking like a seventy year old bluesman. Kobe, alt rock is the blues. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's just that sort of same kind of. <laughs> kind of drives uh, sort of bebop uh, hold on rhythm um, is this tracking for you? it is, you, uh... it, it, is it is I just want to just put it together is that alt rock is the same kind of jive bebop rhythm I mean, you're the you're the you're the you're the 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 the, the you know you're the the one who would know. You know, I, I'm just an observer. I'm not a. a Colby, uh, let me put it like this: You're a 35 year old IT worker mm-hmm. who lives outside of Austin. You moved there because you thought it would be cooler than being outside of Dallas or wherever the hell you're from. Right. To you, Wilco is the jiviest, funkiest thing you're ever going to get to be a part of. Yeah. And so I just like to to present that experience in the fullest. Uh huh. Well, look, I look. That, I think that's great. I think that's great. Do Do you mind if I uh, do like a just a quick uh, fan thing and um uh uh talk to you a little bit more about this album, Star Wars? Oh, sure. Right. You wanted to talk to me about Star Wars, the album that I made, Jeff Tweedy. So I looked it up. Okay, and the album uh-huh. cover is a painting of a white cat. With the words Star Wars in, like, script over it. And you said about it, uh, that painting of that cat hangs in the kitchen of the Wilco loft. And every day I look up at it and go, you know, that should just be the album cover. Then I started thinking about the phrase Star Wars recontextualized against that painting. It was beautiful and jarring. The album has nothing to do with Star Wars. It just makes me feel good. It just makes me... Feel good. In fact, you go on to say it makes me feel limitless and like there are still possibilities and still surprises in the world, you know? Do you know, Colby? Do you know about that feeling? I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't think Where there are any I, I don't think there are any surprises left. Colby. Yeah. When you I'm sorry, Colby. I'm I'm at a hospice right now. You're at a hospice? When, when you touch greatness, the way Wilco has touched greatness, yes. time and time again, you need to create new horizons for yourself. Uh-huh. And a lot of that's just making bad music coming from a place of poor aesthetic reasoning because tastes have changed and you haven't. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it it completely does. 
that answers all your, your sort of, frankly, kind of petulant questions about my artistic decisions. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to pry. I mean, who, who's out there right now who you're, who you're digging? Who are you digging on the scene right now? Other than JD and the oh, straight shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you dig? Dig in fast casual? Let's see. Let's see. I thought Miranda Cosgrove would make more albums. Mm. Uh, still rocking on her last one. Uh, you know that guy in the I Like It Like That video with the cat eye glasses? Yeah. yeah the, like the, Cardi B, the Cardi B one. Yeah, he's in the Cardi B video. I forget his name, but he is zany. Mm. What else? What else? Uh, uh, the frog from the Sugar Smacks box. Okay, he's got an album out. No, I just I, the I just the thing is, we got Sugar Smacks in our in our studio, Cole. But I just I, every morning I go in there and I just. Look at that frog, and I think, flat and funky fresh. You know what I'm saying? You know, I pour him a glass of Hennessy. Yeah, no, I know. I think I get you. That's supposed to, I mean, normally I'm just drinking the glass, a glass of Hennessy every morning when I walk into the studio. Oh, okay, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. So, Jeff. So I pour him one, one, and I put it in front of the box, and I talk to him while drinking mine and pretending he's drinking more his. You know, I... I hate to pry, Jeff, but, you know, you mentioned the studio just now. Are, are, am I to take that as a uh, as a hint that there is some new Wilco music in the works? No. I wouldn't infer that far, Colby. Mm. I, sometimes you just, you, you're just living in your studio some days, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Some days, you're fighting with your old lady, and bills are coming in. They're changing colors every month, and you just got to get away. I get you. So you got a storage unit that you nailed a bunch of empty egg cartons to the wall. You go in there, eat some snacks. You look at a picture of a cat. There's no windows, so there's no time. You feel me, Cole? Oh, oh yeah, I I feel I feel you, Jeff. Oh well, Jeff. It was great to uh, it was great to talk to you. Uh, I got a bunch of other calls coming in. Can we talk again soon? Yeah, just do me a favor and go easy on Alt Country, okay? okay. The label's very sacred to me. Okay, you, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry, Jeff. Bye now. Bye, Jeff. Jeff Tweedy. Jeff Tweedy on my very own radio show. Caller, you're on the air on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm, I'm on the air. Yeah. Hey, Colby, this is Ryan. Ryan, what's happening? How's it going? It's going great. This is, of course, this is former guest on the program, right? Ryan McCormick. Yes, I'm a former guest. Yeah. What's I'm happening? Just, uh, I'm just getting ready to go to work. Oh, word. You uh, you getting yourself yeah. psyched up? You want a little mirror speech? You look in the mirror going like, <laughs> all right, you got it. You got it, brother. Yeah. Today you're going to sell so much coffee. You're going to do such a great job. That's right. Uh, talking to people and helping people out get their yeah just yeah that's what I'm up to how's it going so far it's you know it's going good uh, 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 I've answered some listener mail so far J Jeff Tweedy just called in 
Jeff Tweedy? Jeff Tweedy from Wilco, yeah. <laughs> he sounded like he was kind of depressed. He, he sounded kind of down. He said he was he was living out of a, a, a studio, which is just a storage unit <laughs> somewhere with a bunch of uh, empty egg cartons on the wall and uh, uh, some smack cereal. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Well, I hope he's okay. I hope so, too. Now, Ryan, you, uh, we were talking yesterday that you now have this great system where you just get a bunch of cassette tapes for free. Yeah, I have a I have a cassette connection. You got a guy. I got a guy who gives me free cassettes. He, uh, yeah, he works for a place that um, I can't. I don't want to say the name on the air just in case he gets in trouble. Yeah, no, of course I don't uh, want to. I don't want to out your guy. Yeah, but he works for a place that gets donations and they don't sell the cassettes. Um, so he brings them to me. And I don't really know what to expect when he gives me all these uh, boxes of cassettes. But so far, it's been pretty good. So far, I got an entire entire uh, Italian 101 course, 20 different yes. cassettes of Italian. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, I mean, I think you just got you got to put that on like as you're going to sleep, uh, and it'll be like uh, <laughs> it'll be like that episode of Dexter's Lab where you just absorb the Italian as you sleep. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> just subliminally. Learn Italian, but uh, while I'm <laughs> Italian is so. Yeah. It's uh. Do they speak it anywhere other than Italy, and like maybe a little bit of Switzerland? Um, maybe a little Italy. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe parts of New Jersey. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that, I don't think, I think it's just Italian. It's yeah. Italy. Italian. Have you ever been to Italy? No, I won't. No, I, I, I'll go. But, <laughs> you were going to say I won't go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm against it. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't been. Yeah, but me neither. My, uh, my great uncle, um, or something like that, mm. uh, was born on the boat coming over from Italy when they were coming to America. Oh, he was born on the boat? Yeah, he was born on the boat. Wow, he was born in international waters. <laughs> He's a citizen of the world. He's a man without a country. Yeah. I mean, that rules. That's like the, that's, I feel like uh, you couldn't, you couldn't make, you like, you know, mid-20th century American hero. That's who, that's who that is. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like an epic beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't born on land, I was born at sea. And then it goes from there. <laughs> yeah. It's a great mother. Now Ryan just birth. What what's what what do you got what? any you got any summer plans that you're looking forward to? Any summer plans I'm looking forward to. Um uh, I I don't really have much going on, I don't yeah. think. I'm just gonna um you know, I'm, I'm going to a wedding next week, and I don't know what to wear. Oh, yes. You got to do, if it's a, is it an outdoor wedding? I, I, I No, it's indoor. Oh, man. I, okay, you know what? I'm going to say my recommendation remains the same. You got to go, you got to do the LeBron thing. Do a shirt, <laughs> shirt, tie, yeah, suit jacket, shorts. shorts. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's not a bad idea. Everyone's going to be wanting to dance with you at the reception. What? I said everyone will be wanting to dance with you at the reception. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, besides that, I, I just am excited to go to the beach. Yeah. And uh, hang out with friends. Definitely. Or maybe go to a barbecue. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Man, that all sounds real nice. Colby, you know what I thought about when I woke up this morning? What's that? Uh, that if I was doing what I'm doing now when I was 16, I'd be a prodigy when yeah. I'm 26. So yeah, we're washed up. I, I'm not a prodigy. We're washed up. <laughs> we're just uh, washed up. We're just doing it. We're doing it uh, 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 way way too late. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we can, we we get it. Like, you know, nobody's, uh, yeah, you, you see, there was this, uh, some article the other day that's like, uh, it's like everything Donald Glover was doing when he was 25. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, this is a terrible way to, like, who's enjoying this, this <laughs> way of looking at, it, like, oh, this makes you feel horrible. And also, it's a terrible, it's not a race. It's not a race. <laughs> Was he eating pancakes every day? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> now I think he, yeah, he That's was eating pancakes and then going to write at Thirty Rock. Does <laughs> <laughs> he get eating pancakes oh, and then yeah. having Tina Fey be like, uh, be like, actually, this is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, man, Ryan. Oh, man. Any any parting words? Uh. Just- I hope you have a great day, Colby, and uh, um, uh, think of me when I'm closing the cafe at 8 o'clock tonight, just <laughs> mopping up the floor and cleaning the dishes and uh, enjoying, enjoying the, uh, the whole process of working <laughs> at a cafe. I certainly will, buddy. It's always good to talk to you. All right. Thanks, Colby, for taking my call. Sure thing. Have a great show. Next time. Caller, you are on the air at Young Persons Radio. Hey, Colby. Oh, yes. Yes. My bro, Tim Keck. Yes. Bro, bro, bro. What's, What's happening, dude? I have, a, uh, I have a question. I have okay. a question I want to post. All right, yeah. An ethical dilemma, if you will. Oh, okay. Let's, let's so, hear it. So I, I, my current living situation, I don't know my roommate's incredibly well i'm doing a quick sublease mm-hmm. uh for a couple of months mm-hmm. and uh when the internet goes out on occasion the uh uh what do you call it the router and everything is in one of the guy's room mm. you know it's not in a public space where i can just go and reset it it's in somebody's room so when i was talking to another roommate and i was like hey the internet's out i need the internet and he's like oh i guess we're gonna have to wait till so and so this guy you don't really knows uh, gets home so that he can reset it. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, am I allowed to go in his room and reset the router if it goes out and he is, like, gone? So, first of all, strike strike one here is this guy keeps the router in his room. Give me one good reason why. I mean, right. Right, one good reason why he's got to do that. Because, like, let's say it's like it gets installed... You know, and like the cord's not long enough or whatever. You got you buy a bigger. I got like a a twenty foot uh 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 uh, uh cord for my uh router. 
in my apartment. It's just so it's at a place where people can reach it. Exactly. So I would say, okay, Tim, you can, you have my permission, and I know that this guy's going to ask if it was okay with Colby to do this, and so you yeah. just tell him yes. You have my permission to go into his room while he's not there, reset the router, and ha- then have your internet again, and then mention to him later, hey, by the way, I did this. Yeah. But That's this, how I feel. The I fact feel like that the, this... I feel like who would... Go ahead, go ahead. It's a power move on his part. It's a power move on his part to put the router in his room. And, and that that is a right that I am paying for, <laughs> that I contribute. I contribute to that, the well, router yes. thing. And it was just out. Last week it was out for like, you know, five hours or whatever. Where he just like wasn't there. Like just a whole night and he wasn't there. And then I don't have his number, so I texted somebody and everybody's and the, one of the roommates' response was like, Ugh, I mean, you're just gonna have to wait till he gets back. See, like, this big, is this is big, the craziest part of the I story punch for him me. In the face. I wanted to <laughs> sock this dude, you know, when he just got one of those like, oh, well, I guess you gotta wait till he gets back. It's like you are spineless. Yes, I should be able to go in there and reset this router whenever I want. Yes, stranger who I live with. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is the fact that this guy is so willing to defer to this first guy with the router uh, makes me very, very uh, curious about what their history is. Yeah, like I did think this, there, I think he catch him in his room. Here. Okay, I, okay, okay. I don't know. I'm not positive, but there's. I'm, I'm living in this place. Oh man, it's a real. It's a real trip, Colby. It's kind of this guy. Uh, got this house. It was his grandmother's house, mm-hmm. and so now he is just kind of renting it out to people he knows. Yeah. So everybody, I don't know if everybody's friends, but they're all connected through the right. landlord. But they definitely so, like, know there each is other. Some sort of. I see. There, yeah, there is some relationship there that I'm mm. trying to decipher. And Colby, as you remember from my coffee pot story, it's just a kooky bunch of characters that I do not understand. Yeah, it sounds like quite the ensemble. You got, <laughs> oh, man. You got one guy. So here, here it is. You got one guy lording the internet over another guy. You got the second guy being like, whatever you want. Master, whatever, whatever you say about the internet, I'll just be waiting here for you to make it all. And then you got Tim Keck in there, just being like, "Well, where's my coffee? <laughs> where's my coffee and internet?" It is kind of insane. Those are two pretty basic things that you would expect in an apartment. You know, like like you sometimes you like go over to people's places and they've like just moved in or they've like just gotten rid of a bunch of stuff or whatever. They've got a router that's in an accessible place and they've got a working coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> they're like there are five things you need when you move into a place and that's two of them. The others are like yeah. a chair, a bed, and a I don't know a, 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 a table. Light. Light. Yeah, a lamp. A light bulb, a light, running water. A light, I don't know. Coffee's up there. A light for whenever you, it uh, whenever it gets dark. The person who bought, who had a defective coffee pot, and then bought the exact same coffee pot with the exact same defect when yeah. the first one broke, uh, is the guy who's deferring about the internet. Oh my and god! And it's just, uh, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy cast of characters. <sighs> Tim, um, you just got, we just got to hang in there, right? We just got to hang in there got to hang in there man things are going to turn around that's you right. know what i'm excited for though what's that action point baby action point 
Yes. Action point. Amir was talking about this. Amir Khan, uh, uh, previous guest of the show, was talking about this yesterday. This is Johnny Knoxville, right? Where they oh, have like a they have like an amusement park Nashville. that they have to fix up, but it's all broken down, so they fall, right? A real treasure. It's based on uh, an action uh, place called Action Park in New Jersey. It was a real park mm-hmm. that was a real shithole that was very dangerous, mm-hmm. pretty famous, and yes. uh, people like died there, and they just went crazy, and mm-hmm. you know all the staff was like you know sixteen year olds who were drunk all the time, and it was just apparently a real shit show. Yeah. Uh, and then he just, you know, he's doing all these live stunts in the setting of this, you know, they're trying to save this terrible, terrible rundown park. Yeah. It's great. I love Johnny Knoxville. He's been doing all these little, like, press bumpers and stuff. He's been going all the ESPN places, all the ringer stuff. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's just a fun, just seems like a great guy. Probably not good to be, like, around with physically, like, in proximity, because he'd be pranking you and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. man, from a distance, he just seems like a swell dude. Well, that's good. I mean, I hope uh, uh, you know. Maybe maybe we'll do a thing where uh, you know we try to get callers to the show, and then we'll all go see the same. The Margaritaville crew will all go see Action Point. (laughs) (laughs) Action Point, man, yeah, Action Point. It's just gonna be so great. I just, man, just Knoxville. He's just doing good work, you know. Yeah, he's he's out. He's a he's a uh, he's one of God's many soldiers. Yeah. Oh man, he's on the front lines, just trying to make us all smile, man. Johnny Knoxville. Line, he's getting concussed. I'm just imagining this thing where it's like Johnny Knoxville's on the set of uh, of one of the Jackass movies, and he's been kicked in the nuts for like the 40th time in a row. And then you zoom in, you would do, <laughs> you you do like a, you do like one of those things where they're like, I wonder what he's thinking about, and then they like zoom in on his head, right? And all you hear is, Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> he, he keeps a picture like that he took with some fans once in like his jacket, and every once in a while he pulls it out, looks at it, <laughs> buffs out his chest, and sticks it back in his pocket. Every time I start to falter in my mission, I look at this photo, and I remember... <laughs> Anytime my nuts ache, I remember who I do it for. <laughs> There's the quote. <laughs> this is why I do this as he throws himself <laughs> through the wall of a barn. Yeah. The eighth take. Oh. He remembers he needs the, the fans are going to love it. <laughs> the wall of a barn. Oh, man. There's a people, people falling through uh, stuff. Is just, it's just the funniest thing. It's really just the greatest. I, I stand by the fact that no matter how good a comedian you are or, like, how good the stand-up is or how good all this, like, intentional, Jackass is the funniest <laughs> thing. It's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the peak of comedy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing funnier <laughs> than somebody getting hurt than these America's Funniest Home Videos than Jackass. <laughs> I mean, it's just inherently the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. John Mulaney cannot write a joke that is funnier than that doorbell prank where uh, 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 they get up to the doorbell or they, like, read the note, and then that punching bag comes out and knocks them out. You know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? That's a great prank. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, man, uh... We man had to stand on a ladder and then to read some note, and then he got knocked off the ladder. Man, it was great. <laughs> oh, boy, those guys. Those boys. Man. Yeah. 
How about how about yeah yeah I mean look those those you just sounded like uh like Dukes of Hazard just now those boys those boys up to no good again I could see you riding oh, the, boy, the, the in their racist race cars I was just gonna say yeah I I was just gonna say that I could see you driving the General Lee at getting up to no good but then I thought yeah, it's probably uh it's probably not a great thing to put on Tim. <laughs> I'd put the Florida flag on the top. People yeah. would still uh, still be upset about it. <laughs> yeah, well, we could find a we could find a flag that everybody is uh, is uh, is into. What about like uh, um, what about the "Don't Tread don't on know, Me"? <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> I tell you what. If we get if we if you and I we'll go in on it, we'll go in on a car together. We'll go buy it. We'll buy the, whatever model the General Lee is, and on the Finally. top on the top of it, we'll paint the Union Jack. And we'll we'll drive around doing British accents, but doing the same thing, and just be like, "Why are those guys? Why are those two British guys causing so much trouble down here in the bayou?" <laughs> well, the bayou ain't been the same ever since them Duke boys rolled in. <laughs> oh, oh, roll Tim, into this, this, real quick. Uh, this, <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, what'd you say? No, you, no, you go. Okay. Real quick, uh, I was talking a little earlier, uh, and I, I, I said that uh, maybe you could help me out with a question I had about basketball. Yes. Is James Dolan okay. the most hated manager or hated owner in basketball right now? Off the top of my head, i got to say yes. Yeah, but, right? Uh, a big part of that is is the guys who've gotten the most heat recently have left, right? Remember mm. there was that racist guy, Donald Sterling, mm-hmm. who was caught saying racist things on the thing. He was incredibly hated to the point where the players boycotted games and refused to play yeah. unless he, he sold the team. Yeah. So that would be probably the biggest scandal. Uh, another, like, secret scandal that people are talking about now. Oh, no. Oh, hang on. Oh. Did the internet come back on? Wow, he literally... He just put me... Oh, Wow. This is what I'm just hey, gonna. Colby. I got a what? Do I got a vamp for you. What is this? Oh, I got I got uh, I had some food delivered, so you know <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get. To, actually, I can stand the phone and talk. But well, so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, you know who the other secret the other secret yeah. uh, shitty owner is is Mark Cuban. Oh yes, yes, yes. Right now, they're going through all this stuff about how the Mavericks is like an incredibly sexist institution, mm. and I don't understand all the details of it. Uh, but it sounds like, you know, maybe he wasn't directly responsible for this, but his negligence was certainly contributing yeah. to a uh, a culture that was not the healthiest for his uh, female employee. Mm. Well, that blows. So bottom three, you've got Donald Sterling, Mark Cuban, James Dolan. Uh, it depends, man. If you're talking from just a franchise standpoint, yeah, Mark Cuban's high. He's like a really highly regarded owner, but now there's this, kind of inner office thing that's really just really very disappointing to hear yeah but i don't know if he's hated for it i don't know colby this is a tricky question yeah i mean it it, it feels like as you know i don't go as deep on the lore as you and i know that everyone hates james dolan so i feel like that alone speaks to his uh his status as maybe the most hated owner i think he could be i think he very well could be yeah well we got to the bottom of it what do you got what are you eating there tim pancakes you got pancakes? Let's see. Yeah, I did get pancakes. Right. You got pancakes? Okay. Uh-oh. Right. Thank you. Oh, no problem, man. I appreciate it. 
Have a good one. Okay. Here's oh, boy. Question. Yeah, I got these pancakes. It's really question. cool. Here's a question. I, uh, he called my phone, and I almost decided to try to merge calls. I was like, that doesn't seem very nice. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, I we got to hear a little bit of his voice there. He seems nice. I will say, though, that... Oh, he's uh, a sweetheart. I, I think uh, uh, you know part of you is maybe playing up how nice you are to uh, to delivery people uh, just for the radio. You know, you're like I gotta I gotta perform, <laughs> let everybody know how good of a guy I am. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I do have to make sure that people know that I am a, a wonderful human being who does not ever ever verbally harass the the, uh, the people. Even though I like placed this order like two hours ago, and it's like, how long does it take to make? <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing if if uh you were like hold on food's coming and then you like put the phone down and we're here just be like hey what the hell took you so long you just start berating this poor delivery guy in the background <laughs> and he's like i'm sorry so yeah 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 you're sorry i'm starving I'm sorry I had to put up with this shit. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Yeah, I really should have just been nasty to him. Yeah. It wasn't my gut instinct and I'm and I feel bad about that, you know? Yeah. Well seems like a very nice dude. But, you know, for the sake of comedy and for the show, I sh- totally should have attacked him. No, no, no. I mean he yeah, I'm okay with you, uh <laughs> okay with you not yelling at this guy just to uh just to amuse me. I don't do enough stuff for the sake of comedy. I yeah. don't think. Well, you no, know? I I actually think How that that is bad. Have you been in? I think that's bad. Where you do you, you like? Yeah. I really like. I don't like like a man on the street stuff or anything like that. Or it's just. I mean, like, there's some. Most of that is harmless, but it's like, anytime you're just like you're setting up this other person to look like a fool, it feels cruel to me. Yeah, you're right. In those those specific scenarios, I guess. But there was not. I mean, do you ever get? I'm losing you a little bit there, Tim, but but I definitely know what you mean where it's just like, you know what? I got nothing to lose here. I'm just going to like be this way because I think it's funny. You know? Oh, no. See, that, that's a little, yeah, I guess that's a little bit different. What are you, what are you saying? There's been a few times where I'm like, well, I could leave, but I got to come here and see what happens. I, yeah, I, I I I I get that. Yeah, I think that's. I think yeah. I think we're agreeing. I want to say we're agreeing. Although you know, your phone did break yeah. up, so maybe not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my phone is breaking up. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I got these awesome pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, uh, it's fun fun talking, but I gotta. I really gotta go eat these pancakes. Uh. Yeah, I got some pancakes uh, burning a hole in my uh, my desire to eat these pancakes. All right, so, buddy. Uh, well, here's what right, I'll buddy. say. Great to talk to you, as always, uh, and enjoy that breakfast. And I hope you gave that guy a big tip. Uh, I will. Yeah, I told him uh, to call into your show more. That was <laughs> okay, good. Good, yeah, we need more weirdos. <laughs> we need more weirdos. Yeah. All right. All right, bye-bye. Final call, final call. Caller, you're on the show. you got two minutes. Colby, Papa. Oh, hello. It's hard to follow Tim Keck, though. Wow, this is is brave. This is is my father, everybody. This is a brave follow for for Dad. (laughs) 
What's up, Dad? Hey, I just had a, a, a. Well, I heard Tim struggling with his router issue, and I got to say, Tim, man, you're paying part of the rent. You own part of that space. Ex- yes. Stand tall, build a flag, claim your, <laughs> claim your bandwidth. Build a flag. <laughs> oh man, stand tall, build a flag is so good. Yep. Yep. He's got to do it, man. I'm there for him. Good, good. See, we the the Smiths are standing in solidarity with you, Tim. <laughs> so, Tim, man, if you're listening, take that pancake, eat hearty, and build your battlefront before. <laughs> man, this is awesome. This rules, Dad. This is a great call. You really you you were nervous about following it, and then you just knocked it out of the park. Thank you, man. You've been you've been a good teacher. Appreciate everything oh, you do. Wow, that's that's very kind of you. <laughs> very kind of you. Well, look, I hope you'll stick around for the second hour. We're filling in for Point of Order because Young Persons Radio is ending, but it continues. Point of Order, not here this week. I know. We are uh, filling in, so we got a, one more hour for you. All right, kiddo, we'll be there. All righty. Thanks for calling. Bye. Dad. Man, this uh, I was uh, put that manifesto out at the beginning, and everyone else, uh, everyone answered the call. You guys answered the call, and I'm proud. I'm proud of you. Uh, we're gonna wrap things up here uh, 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 briefly, uh, but not really because uh, point of order is not coming in at eleven, and we will be here. And then Trevor Lyon will be here, and we're gonna count down the greatest songs, the ten greatest songs of our lifetimes. Uh, we're uh, so stick around for that. I'm sure it'll be uh, 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 nuts. In the meantime, stick around. Young Persons Radio, Colby Smith, uh, Radio Free Brooklyn. Don't go anywhere. In the middle of late last night, I was sitting on a curb. 